Hi, I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Steve Cagle, who is CEO of Privacy and Security Consultancy Clearwater. Hi, Steve. Hello, Marianne. So, Steve, what are some of the top cyber issues you see in healthcare that CISOs and their organizations are struggling with most these days, and why? You know, a number of issues. I, I'm sure, as you are aware, ransomware uh, is still a huge concern for healthcare. We've seen just a, an enormous increase in the number of targeted attacks on the healthcare industry, and uh, FBI has come out recently and said that uh, healthcare is the most targeted of our critical infrastructure industries, with over uh, 25 percent of those attacks on healthcare. Um, so that still is a, a really top concern. We've seen some of the recent, you know, larger publicized uh, ransomware attacks this year and the effect that it's had on the organization's ability to, to operate and, and, and recover. Um, so certainly that's still a, you know, huge concern, especially when you start thinking about the effects of, of patient safety. When I'm talking to CISOs, I, I hear a lot of concern around third-party risk, uh, supply chain risk. And as we think about how much of our technology now is being provided by uh, third-party providers, how much data is being shared, how many vendors we have to give access to our network, the traditional perimeter that we've had and, and the way we've protected our organizations has changed, and it's, it's changed really rapidly. And it's a real struggle, I think, for many organizations to keep up with the influx of vendors, especially considering uh, some of the legacy systems and uh, how that uh, you know, affects how we manage risk in the organization. And uh, the other thing I, I would add is that this is a difficult time for healthcare, uh, especially as we uh, have a you know, record shortage in cybersecurity resources in the healthcare industry, among other industries. And uh, that's a real, real challenge for CISOs as they're struggling to continue to do what they need to secure those third parties, their internal networks, of course, the moving to cloud. They want to support the business. They want to support these new initiatives. But it's really hard to do that when they don't have the, uh, the, you know, the people available, the resources or expertise. So uh, that one, and, and I guess one more I'll just add because I just talked about it with somebody this morning, is cybersecurity insurance. And we've, we've heard that uh, all through this year. The costs are going up. The cyber insurers are becoming more prescriptive in what they're asking for from organizations. And that's really hard to reconcile when you have your own, your own program that you need to manage. You have your own understanding of risk in your organization, but now you have an insurance company telling you what you need to do to get insurance, and that's a real challenge as well for most organizations. So, Steve, with uncertainty involving the economy, how might that potentially affect cybersecurity and healthcare? I think it's on everybody's mind, but I do think that we are going to continue to see uh, a trend in adoption of new technology, and that is going to help organizations save money and be more effective in uh, providing uh, care to their patients. So security is becoming a really important priority, or is an should be an important priority. It's becoming more prevalent in terms of board discussions and leadership discussions, and I think security will continue to get funding. What organizations really need to do when the economic situation is uncertain is really be very thoughtful about where we're investing in cybersecurity. And the way to do that is by uh, doing a risk analysis of uh, all the different systems in your organization and making sure that you truly, one, understand where your EPHI lives, which systems are most critical to your business operations, and then have a cadence of assessing vulnerabilities and threats and how effective your controls are. And if you do that, 
you'll have a much better understanding of where the true risks in your organization are, and then you can make better decisions about where you apply those most limited resources. So it's really important when we do a risk analysis, we think about the benefit, and the benefit in, in an economic downturn can be that you can prioritize those limited dollars to the things that are going to make the most difference in protecting your organization and your data. So Steve, as you know, we've seen a lot of consolidation in the healthcare sector, mergers and acquisitions. You've gone through your own recent acquisition of Synergistic. Any advice that you would offer healthcare clients involving cybersecurity issues in the pre and post stages of a merger or acquisition? Yeah, absolutely. And, and let me just say first how excited we are with that uh, merger with Synergistic and the opportunity we have to really be a, a true leader in, in healthcare. Uh, security and compliance, but certainly with mergers and acquisitions, um, organizations potentially can open up their the mothership, so to speak, to additional risks. So we really need to think about both in the pre-acquisition stage and post-acquisition, what's our strategy for assessing and managing through that. In the pre-merger stage, doing diligence obviously is something that we want to do, but diligence is something that's really a function of three things. It's time uh, it's access and it's how much money are you willing to spend. And when we work with healthcare organizations that are in that process, we have to think about the approach that we're going to use based on those three things. So obviously doing as much diligence as you can based on those constraints is something you want to do prior to acquisition and look for any red flags or showstoppers or have an idea of what it might cost you uh, to mitigate some of those concerns going forward. Once you're in the, the post-acquisition process, you really need to think about a number of things, including your governance. How are you going to manage your security program throughout the organization? Um, what is your uh, approach to actually uh, implementing that over time? And that's going to be largely intertwined with the technology deployment and other priorities that you have. So you need to have a very good plan uh, in terms of how your security program through that integration process is going to drive the, uh, the business objectives that are driving the, uh, the uh, acquisition in the first place. Steve, any top predictions for cybersecurity in the healthcare sector looking ahead to 2023? So I, I think, again, kind of going back to what we've seen with ransomware uh, and just hearing, you know, a lot of the conversations that are being had, I think we're, we're one, we're going to continue to see more of that, unfortunately, but I think we're also, as an industry, getting that awareness at higher levels in the organization that cybersecurity is a patient safety issue. And uh, recently, Senator Warner, for example, came out with his policy report uh, or policy recommendations and questions really focusing a lot on the sa patient safety risk. Um, and I think as we continue, unfortunately, to see these attacks and then the impact that they have on patients and on the, the service aspect of healthcare, we're going to see more involvement from our government, whether that's in uh, enabling better coordination with public-private sector, with funding, uh, hopefully with some incentives. I know there's a big push for that, and we support that, uh, and certainly uh, probably some more regulation. But I don't know if regulation is all the answer. I think the industry has a lot of regulation. I think what we really need to have more support from our government and helping our critical infrastructure industries, in particular healthcare, respond to these threats. I think we're also going to continue to see insurance companies driving a lot of what's being done from a security perspective because it's costing them records, a record amount of money. And cyber insurance is going to be something that we're going to need to have. I think we will see hospitals potentially move more to captives in looking at that model to control costs. 
And, you know, I also think that we will continue to see more healthcare organizations looking for managed services for their partners to help them um, dealing with some of the challenges that they have because, you know, they have a lot of tools, they have a lot of issues to deal with, but they don't have the people, the expertise, and they're struggling to keep up with the day-to-day. So the more as a uh, vendor community we can bring managed services and efficiencies to our customers, I think we're, we're going to be able to better help them solve the problem. And finally, Steve, any top cyber lessons that you see emerging from 2022 that you think healthcare sector entities should be trying to put into practice at their organizations? Yeah, I think uh, probably the largest one that that I think we've seen this year has been with the organization's ability to respond to a cybersecurity incident, their ability to continue to operate while that incident is going on, as well as to recover. And I think we've seen multiple instances this past year where uh, healthcare organizations have really struggled, and that's had a huge impact on their ability to deliver care. So when you have ambulances being diverted from emergency rooms when patients can't uh, receive their procedure in the amount of time that they should have or when test results are delayed, that impacts patient care and it it impacts quality of care and that's directly contrary to the uh, mission of the organization. So I, I think that organizations really need to think a lot about how they're going to respond and recover and that uh, means that they really need to think about how the technologies are supporting the business. And what we've seen a lot of in, in healthcare is that when it comes to imp- business impact analysis, a lot of organizations will approach it just from the technology perspective. How do we bring up the technology? And the way we think to approach business impact analysis is first by looking at the business process. So we have to go to all the different departments in the organization understand their business process, then understand how the technology support that process, then determine what the dependencies are, what the effect on on the business process is, whatever it is. I mean, we even saw with non-clinical operations with Kronos last year, right, that affected the ability to execute on, on payroll. So we have to really understand how those technologies support the process and then think about when we need to recover them, what's the recovery time objective, what's the recovery point objective, and then what is the cost to uh, actually recover those systems. We also need to think about how we're going to operate when that system goes down or when those systems go down, and that means we have to have really good business continuity plans in place that we update when our technologies change or when our process changes, and we have to test them. I think that's an area that we've seen probably uh, just a significant amount of growth with our customers really being very uh, very interested in doing incident response exercises. So we're doing a lot of those now where we're testing the incident response playbook, both from a leadership getting in the room, you know, discussing what we're going to do under a different scenario, uh, and then, of course, the technical aspect of that as well, how are we going to manage that, and then, again, thirdly, that, that BIA, business impact analysis, test, developing the, uh, the BCPs and disaster recovery plan, and making sure that we feel very confident in our ability to be resilient under a cybersecurity incident. Well, thank you very much, Steve. I've been speaking to Steve Cagle. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.